It's very difficult for Manchester United to stop that. What do you want them to do? Come out and deny every single link. With 22 links to different players on one day last week alone. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Good evening, everybody. You're welcome along to League of Ireland Late Night. This is the League of Ireland phone-in show with you every single Friday night. Uh, Nathan Murphy, back tonight alongside Shane Keegan. Good evening, Shane. Nathan, how are you? I'm all right. And Johnny Ward, I don't know what we're letting ourselves in for, Shane, but let's go live to Johnny Ward. Good evening, Johnny. Good evening, Nathan. Live from Talker Park. I was leaving the ground and I said I'll have to call in Steve Mauro Picado. Uh, in all the strange League of Ireland nights, uh, this has to be up there. Mauro Picado, an Italian witnessing a boring nil-all draw in Talker Park and now playing in the Talker Bar. Sorry, Steve Mauro Picado. Mauro Picado is playing in Talker Wow, wow. And you're at that gig right now. I'm, I'm not sure if Johnny... I am at that gig at, right uh, now. I'm not is, sure if Johnny is, is being that what at you the post-match rave. Gav White's uh, ingenuity in the Sheriff's Bureau. He's gotten Mauro Picado to play after a nil-all draw with some dog. And uh, I'm just expecting Jamie Duff to come in any moment and buy a point again at the house bar. That feels like more of a bulls type thing to do, but our shells are obviously copping onto that as well. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Do hit that request button down the bottom left-hand corner because a big night in the League of Ireland. Uh, Shamrock Rovers take the spoils in the Dublin Derby. It was a cracking game. Uh, a 1-0 win in the end. Rory Gaffney with a scrappy enough goal uh, just a couple of seconds after he really should have scored and missed an absolute sitter. Uh, but Bowles, Bowles were brilliant uh, going forward. Rovers yet again, though, win another tight game. And they have moved clear at the top of the table once again because, as Johnny mentioned, Shells held Dundalk to a scoreless draw, which means Shamrock Rovers seven points clear, albeit uh, that uh, Dundalk still have a game in hand. We'll hopefully hear a bit more about that game from Johnny in just a little while. Elsewhere, there was a 1-0 win for Derry down at UCT. Uh, scoreless draw as well between Drogheda and Slight Rovers. And a 2 all draw between Finn Harps and St. Pat's, which I have to double-check just there because I think when I was leaving uh, Tala about half an hour ago, I thought Pats were winning 2-0. They were winning 2-0. And two goals, one in 88, one in the 96th minute. And Finn Harps managed to salvage draw against Pats. Uh, Shane Keegan, where were you tonight? I am on the way back down the M7 after being at what was far, far from a cracker in the UCD Bowl between uh, UCD and Derry, Nathan. Uh, look, all that will matter to Derry, considering it's been seven games since they did pick up three points. All that will matter to them is that they got the points, but they got very, very lucky in that uh, the UCD right back actually managed to foul a Derry City player in the box, despite the fact that the ball was heading out for a throw. Um, it was absolute brain freeze. I don't know what he was he was thinking. Look, the poor the young fella. But uh, yeah, that got them a penalty, and they scored the penalty. Um, little fella for UCD, Sean Brennan had two fantastic chances, and you know you're looking at Derry, and it was again, yet again, not a virtuoso performance. But as I say, it's been so long since they picked up three points that that's all that really matters for them. So Rory Higgins will be happy enough to get back up the road and get back at the training ground and try and work on things because they've got bows next weekend and by the sounds of things you were saying bows are playing well tell you what they'll need to improve a hell of a lot based on tonight's performance if they're to get handed with that one I guess they're fans. the wind chain 
a win is a win is a win yep exactly exactly Johnny and look that is all that matters because you know if, if, if both managers walk back into their dressing room and just assess the performances um, Andy Myler would definitely have had more positives to take from him than, than Higgs would truth be told um, but look they were both desperate for points for very very different reasons so really the result was all that mattered and, and there we got it I think with the run Nathan they've been on since uh, that game at Tala, they would have taken the worst, scrappiest, most horrible 1-0 win tonight, which is exactly what they probably had. It desperately, desperately needed. And they've closed the gap on Dundalk as well. And, and like I think Pats and Derry both winning, Dundalk not winning, um, kind of normalised the table a bit in terms of uh, how it should be below Shamrock Rovers. Listen, this has got to be a first for Irish radio, for any radio Johnny Ward live from a Mauro Picado gig after watching your scoreless draw in the League of Ireland. It doesn't get any more hashtag greatest league in the world than this. Let's get to our first caller on League of Ireland and late night. Giggsy is with us. Evening, Giggsy. How's it going, lads? Did you well? Uh, you were at Tala, I assume? Yeah, I wasn't there yet. Uh, very happy. Uh, I'd imagine so. It was a, it was a cracking game. Uh, Bowes, I thought, played really well, particularly their front three and Dawson Devoy in midfield really took the game to Rovers. But I keep saying it, Rovers just grind out results and their home form is excellent. Yeah, the first half, um, we, were, we weren't really at it. Um, we conceded a couple of chances. We were a little bit slow uh, around the, the back line. Like the, the lads up front, uh, Promise and Gionia, uh, were getting in a lot of, we were nicking a lot of the, the first balls away from Grace and Hoare. Um, and we conceded a couple of chances. In saying that, we had a couple of chances ourselves. Obviously, Danny had a free kick. Um, Aaron Graham had a header. But I still, even though balls were, were decent in the first half, we probably weren't at it. I think the general consensus was if we got the first goal, that we would probably go on to win the game, which is what happened. It feels like it's the same conversation every single week, Gigsy, when it comes to Shamrock Rovers, that we, we keep waiting for them to absolutely ignite. But uh, week on week, there's changes to the team, uh, match on match. You're never quite sure what front three you're going to get, what midfield you're going to get. Oh, is Andy Lyons going to play on the right or play on the left? He started on the right tonight. Uh, it was unfortunate for Andy Lyons tonight. He started in front of the Bowles fans. He finished in front of the Bowles fans. Uh, so you'll have quite the headache. Uh, but they're they're still winning matches. The, the ultimate test of this team, Giggsy, is going to be what happens over the next few weeks in Europe because it's clear that they are the best team in the League of Ireland. It, it, barring an absolute collapse, they will win this league. The real test of everything we've seen over the last three, four months is what happens in Europe. Yeah, 100%. I think I mean, we'd, we'd love to be playing brilliant football every game and winning every game 3 or 4-0. And I think after losing last week um, against Dundalk, the main thing I think tonight whatever about a Dublin derby was just to get a result. Um, and especially, yeah, like what you're saying about coming into Europe. The main thing about coming into Europe, you, you have to have a bit of momentum. You know, like it's, you know, you want to be going in, like obviously winning games, playing good. But I mean, you look at who was in the stands tonight, like Richie Tell, Rona Finn, Jack Bourne, you know, like, and then Graham Bork was back, he was on the bench. Um, look, we said it loads of times each week, like, I don't think it, it really matters what team goes out. The players know exactly what positions, like what each player is expected to do, you know. Um, and Andy Lyons, I said it to the lads, I think Andy Lyons has to be one of the first names on the team sheet because he was absolutely phenomenal tonight. 
Um, and I don't think he would have minded too much being over on the ball side. I think he might have thrived on it a little bit. Yeah, you're you're missing you're missing that famous "Free from Desire" song now that the Northern Ireland fans really made their own in the Euros here. And I'm just some talking straight about the League of Ireland, like you know, I, mean, I don't know. It's real. It's real like Hunter S. Thompson journalism here, Nathan. Uh, it certainly sounds like it. Uh, like that. That feels like Mauro Picado playing "Free from Desire." It all feels it's a little exactly bit cheap what it is. There. I, I really should be on location here. I'm actually like between the pitch and kind of the exit here, just outside the entrance. And I actually somehow got a, um, a wristband to come in because it's a limited audience here. No sign of Duffer or Joey O'Brien, but it's free from desire at the moment, which is a bit like, uh, a bit unlike the game, actually. There wasn't wasn't much quality in the game tonight. I would have thought Duffer's more, uh, I wouldn't have thought he's a Mara Picado man. No, but like, everyone's a Mara Picado man. Like, I mean, if you're in South Park tonight and Mara Picado is good enough to go to a League of Ireland game, and he's Italian, he likes a needle draw, uh, hopefully, because it was, uh, wasn't very inspiring stuff. I am interested to know that what happened in Talonathan, because kind of trying to watch it on the screen, it looked like Bo was going to nick the, at least a draw. Yeah, they probably deserved a point, but I think we've said that a lot about a lot of opposition teams against Rovers this season. But Rovers, they get the goal quite often at the right time like they did definitely come out Giggsy at the start of the second half with a real intent like Roy Gaffney had to score uh, but did score then from the resulting corner kick after that and for the first 15 minutes of the second half it was probably the best Rovers played and then the substitution started again it got a little bit scrappy and uh, you know Bowles had a couple of chances towards the end yeah. pr- promise should have scored should have equalised yeah look it's natural that you know the last 10 12 15 minutes they were going to put us under pressure. It's only natural. Like it doesn't matter what two teams are playing. Um, if it's a tight enough game and one of the teams are winning one 0 they were obviously going to put us under a bit. And you know we have to be able to soak that up. Um, yeah, like you say, it gets a little bit scrappier when the changes start to be made. Um, Sean Gannon came on and done very well. Um, but yeah, look, we grinded it out. Uh, I think we deserved it overall. But uh, attention now turns to Monday night for us. You know. Yeah, Pat's away on Monday night. Shane, I was really impressed with Promise tonight. Like, every time you watch him, he seems to have a little bit more to his game. You think there's something missing, but then actually he shows he's got it. Like his hold of play was great. His pace had the few little tricks. At, like made an absolute nuisance of himself for that Rovers defence. Yeah, look, I mean, he's, he's a super player, Nathan. And obviously he did so well last year. And I think everybody just expected it to kick on naturally for him and for him to be, you know, a top player in the division kind of every game. But he's still so young. He's still learning. He's, he's going to have good days. He's going to have bad days. But when he's on it, he's one of the top strikers in the league, no doubt. I think he's a promising player. Um, promising player, sorry. I think he's a quality, quality player, promise. Like, I, I'm just surprised that he hasn't maybe gotten more goals, Shane. I think there's a lot of raw ability there and he's, he's probably one of them players that a defender doesn't really want to come up against any real defender in the league, even your own beloved Grace. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many chances Bowes are creating, though. Is it, like, I wouldn't think it's a case that he's not a good finisher, that he's missing lots of chances. I think mm. Bowes are kind of, not that they're overly conservative, but they're not kind of, all-out gun-ho attack in any of the games that I've seen of him this year. So I, I, I don't know if they're creating a massive amount of chances for him. It's more his play, his play where his play has really improved, as, as Nathan kind of hinted at there, is in the build-up phase, is where he's getting very, very good. But no no doubt at the same time, he does need to, you know, he, will, <laughs> he won't give a shite whether he's doing well in the build-up phase. He wants to hit the back of the net, you know, and they, he need, there does need to be more chances created for him or he needs to create more chances, whichever way you want to look at it. 
Yeah, I noticed tonight that Promise played a lot off. Like, we obviously played three centre-backs. He played a lot off the right side of centre-back or the left, you know, and Junior kind of played a little bit more through the middle, you know, so I don't know, but I, I like Promise. I think, he, you know, he's big, he's strong, he's, you know, if, if he can get a, goal, a good goal ratio behind him, um, I think there'll be a lot of clubs looking for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I did do that horrible thing during the second half uh, and say, geez, Rovers should probably go and sign him. Not a bad shout, Nathan. Uh, like you, you do look at him and think he would fit in considering uh, the type of player that they generally do like to lead the line, whether it's Green or Gaffney. Uh, at League Race was brilliant tonight, Shane. Good man, good man. Here we go, here Where's we he go. The loving, the not? Grace loving. Grace, just not? hold me in your arms, Shane. Johnny, is he, or do, you, do you think he's not the best centre half in the league? I think Connolly is. You reckon? No, I think Grace all day long. Yeah, I, I'm a massive Grace fan. Um, Shane Keegan committed the most uh, cardinal sin ever committed by a League of Ireland manager of letting League Grace go from Galway United. <laughs> and we've been we've been doomed in the first division ever since. He's a quality player, but I have to say, Connolly, Connolly has everything in in terms of a League of Ireland centre back. He's so good on the ball. He's outstanding tonight. Stephen O'Donnell as well, talking to him last week as for the podcast, he's like, we don't, we haven't been coughing up many chances from open play. Mm-hmm. Shelburne didn't have a single chance tonight. I'm just looking out in the pitch here as well, like, the, the pitch didn't help, lads. And I don't know if it's a situation of, um, you know, too many games. I don't know if the Shell's women's team and the lads, and maybe they're, I don't know if they're undergage games here, but it looks like it's not sufficiently watered. And it didn't help, like, there, was, there were times... But I'm looking at the pitch here near the sideline. It's very, very bumpy, and uh, I know we haven't had much rain in Dublin. But it didn't help the it didn't help the the, the players to actually get, get into positions tonight where they could cross the ball even at times. There's so many misplaced passes, and um, I know I'm getting a bit, a bit away from the point here, but it's, it is Johnny, an issue that what, what, you need better what, pitches than this. Johnny, what's the crack with Conley though? Are are, are they still set to lose him? Like? Yeah, I was I was asking Adrian Taff. I ended up like. Basically, at halftime, he's quite bored. So I came over to Adrian Taft, like, oh, you're doing the LMFM commentary. Should I join you? And he's like, ah, oh, no, no, you're grand, you're grand. So then I ended up doing the second half co-coms because there was, you know, wasn't much going on in the game. And I was asking him, he said, they're hopeful. They're hopeful of holding on to him. I think he would be a massive, massive blow if they if they lost him. I think if, if you ask Dundalk fans, they'd probably say he's he's been, like, absolutely outstanding. They're not coughing up chances. And... I know they like Huben wasn't playing tonight and they badly missed him, but if they lost Connolly, whatever fleeting chance they have in the title race, I don't think they're gonna win the title. But if they lost Connolly, he just looks he looks a cut above this level to me. Ah, uh, he's he's no league race. Nathan, Nathan did, did I, did, did I, did I <laughs> How many times have you even seen Connolly play? How many times have you actually <laughs> even seen him play? Like? Nathan, did, did I did I ever tell you the backstory did I ever tell you the backstory of how I got Grace? Go on, go on. You, you can certainly tell us how you lost him. Uh, yeah, listen, nobody fall harder for that one. Don't get me going. No, this this is good now. In fairness, Giggsy will, will, will like this as well. I was <laughs> Wexford when I was Wexford man. We were after finishing a match, right? Um, I can't remember who we were after playing, but I was in the dressing room, and they, I think they, they deserve a shout here for all the stick they get, right? The referee on that night came into me after the game and says to me. Shane, listen, he says, look, you know, just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm living down in Waterford there, and uh, I saw a young fella playing in a match the other day, and, jeez, I thought he was excellent now. I thought he'd easily be League of Ireland standard. So he gave me the name, told me the young fella was playing for, for Carrick and all lot, and I went and watched him, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I was like, how is this lad going under the radar? Then I found out he was in the army, and so we had two or three in the army ourselves, and, of course, 
stupid whores when I said it to them. They were like, oh, yeah, he's class, isn't he? I was like, Jesus, lads, do you think you would have mentioned this? But uh, <laughs> no, I can't remember what. I can't remember Max. Max, sure Max was uh, his name. I can't yeah. remember his real name. Um, so I can't. It's gone for me. I actually met him down to Kendy Cup last week, actually. But yeah, a referee. Yeah, I just got locked out of the bar for this, this classic tune. I mean, how could I get locked out for this? <laughs> there you are. So referees aren't all bad, Nathan. That's a great story. Great story. Uh, Giggsy, Giggsy, before we let you go, um, give me your give me your front three. Because uh, you probably debate nearly every position aside from the back three for Rovers. Give me your front three for for Europe. Um, Jack, Danny, and Rory. What is the story with Jack? Like, is Jack is this injury a bit of a concern or what? Yeah, he wasn't in the squad it's tonight. It's got to be touching goals. He's been he's been doing obviously a bit of rehab on it. Um, Bradley obviously said there in his uh, pre match that tonight was probably a little bit too early for him. Um, that Monday he would be back, but you know, will he go in and start another like on Monday? I don't know. He'll probably be on the bench. Um, but what, what's yeah. the story with what's the story with Graham Burke at home? Uh, again, another one is just he seems to be just picking up little niggly injuries. Um, he he's been back training uh, for most of the week. Um, I, I see. I, is Bradley? My, what I'm thinking is Bradley. You know, if, if these lads were with any other team, they'd probably be rushed back into the starting 11s mm. whereas you know Bradley's probably said like biding his time and kind of going well look we don't necessarily need to play Greinberg tonight you know we can leave Jack in the stand and still have a, a, a 50, a 14, 15 players that should get to go and beat both um, but yeah no look I mean I'm sure if you ask Jack or Graham they'll, they'll say no they want to play every game um, when they're fit but uh, yeah I don't know it's, it's I mean I said last week that I, I don't think that Jack has been Totally back at his best, and um, yeah, there's games where he's done it, he's changed the first But I mean, it'd be nice to get the two of them back into the team, both uh, before the European run, you know. Giggsy, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us. All right, this is League of Ireland Late Night, the League of Ireland phoning show. Nathan Murphy and Shay Keegan, fully coherent. And Johnny Ward, who is at a Mauro Picado concert at Talca Park. Yes. Mauro Picado, he's one of our own, they're chanting here, as he and Gat White <laughs> essentially take the stage. Like, what a, what a league, like seriously, if Mauro Picado is playing a gig in Tonka Park in front of maybe a couple of hundred people um, and he's just loving it, he's just smiling there, uh, like loving life and loving the League of Ireland after an ill-old draw in Tonka Park. We have loads of callers to get to, mute yourself there Johnny, let's start going through them. Alan Kane has been on the line for a while, evening Alan. Unmute yourself there Alan. Not happening for you got Alan. Me now? We got you now, Alan. How are you getting on? Yeah, all good. Another Rovers fan, like Giggsy. Uh, so, were you were you as happy as Giggsy was with the performance? Uh, yeah, first half was difficult. Uh, thought Bowes played very well. Devoy was very good. Uh, Promise was very good. I think in the second half, Danny Mandrew took over. And uh, I, I, I thought we well deserved it, to be honest. Uh, they cleared the ball off the line three times in the second half. And they only really seriously threatened once with a header that went across goal from a corner. And they put a good few crosses in, but they never, they had one chance that they looked like scoring. But other than that, second half, we controlled the second half right from the start, you know. So uh, considering the players we were missing, a good night, a good night for us. Uh, Mandrea was top quality tonight, wasn't he? 
second half. Second half, he, was, he, he, he took the game with a scruff of the neck. And we needed someone to do that without Berkey and Jack Byrne because we, uh, we haven't been creating a whole lot of chances. But um, second half tonight, we did. We created, as I said, five or six good chances in the second half. And second half was good. And bows were decent in the first half. But as I said, they, uh, they never really looked like scoring. Shane, Mandreu played a lot deeper in the first half. He almost played in the Jack Byrne role, where he it seemed as though he'd almost uh, a free reign to drop back just in front of the centre halves. It really didn't suit him. He just wasn't making any impact. And then the second half, like, he got some of his touches, and like they kicked the living daylights out of him in the second half as well. Probably as good as he's played this season. Like Nathan did. Like the only thing stopping that fella from being. The- really really knocking on the door of Irish international squads or, or potentially going back across the water if that is something that he wanted to pursue I'm not sure if it is or not but it's just consistency it's just consistency because his highs are as high as anybody's highs but we just need to see them more consistently because he's an outrageous talent he's an absolutely outrageous talent he can you know he can execute passes that other people wouldn't even see um and he does, you know, he fought, you know, along with Jack and, and maybe, you know, there's, there's maybe only one or two more in the league who do fall into that bracket of, you know, absolutely worth the entrance fee on their own when they're fully on form. And it's, as I say, it's just a case of, you know, can he get to a stage where, you know, at least three out of four times, you know that you're going to get a really, really strong performance from him. I would say at the moment, that's probably still... 50-50 or maybe he's slightly the right side of 50-50 but I do think there's a lack of consistency I think if he can develop that in his game because he's he's outrageously talented we have a we have an update from Talca Park right so Maravicado has just finished and he's like I want to meet I want to meet Damien Damien show me Damien so Gavin White has just brought Maro out of the DJ set to meet Damien Duff I can't actually follow him so it's a little bit out of my uh, come on here. Johnny come on I just can't I, d- I did get a selfie with a great man, though, Morrow, that is. So, uh, oh, he's well, like, uh, ah, LOI late night. I love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, it's all happening here. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. He's an element here, isn't he? Absolutely. This is... But J- 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 Johnny Ward prides himself as being one of the great journalists, one of the great modern Irish journalists. you got to get there. Oh, but, but I want Morrow Picado and Damien Duff live tonight on League of Ireland Late Night, Johnny. It could happen. It could happen. Like, I mean... It is hashtag the greatest league of the world at times, though, is it not? Like, I mean, Mauro Picardo is literally walking across the Talk Park page right now trying to meet Damien Dunn. Johnny, you've also, you've also burst the illusion of live radio, by the way, because I just uh, listened to you clocking off live on, on off the ball there about 10 minutes ago, however you managed that. He's everywhere. That actually, He's that everywhere. Actually was, that actually was live, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Alan, uh, before we let you go, so we're well over halfway through yep. the season. Seven points clear, though. Dundalk have a game in hand. It's hard to see Rovers not winning the league. On the eve of the start of the European campaign, are, are, are you happy with what you've seen? Are you confident that Europe this year is going to be better well, than last year? To be honest with you, we, we haven't been playing very well. That's the, that's the, but the funny thing about it. And I think, I, think what, I, I think what happened was the Derry game where Derry bossed the game for 60 minutes and we still won it. I think maybe a little bit of complacency set in after that because all of a sudden you're seven or eight points clear and you're still not playing well. But I think we've missed Jack. We've missed 
uh, Burke. We've just missed a bit of creativity. The funny part about it is we didn't actually have a shot on goal in Dundalk or our previous away game and draw a shot on target. So we're not playing particularly well, but we're still, as you were saying earlier, we're grinding out the results. Do we just have that bit of quality that players like Danny in the second half tonight will turn it on and make all the difference? So right. yeah, with the players coming back, players coming back from Europe as for Europe as Giggs, he was saying, we're in a good place. All right, great stuff, Alan. Safe home. Cheers, thank you. Uh, Alan Keane there. Let's get on to our next caller, Keane McMahon. Evening, Keane. Welcome to League of Ireland Late Night. How's it going, lads? What's the story? Uh, not too bad. Uh, what do you want to say for yourself? I just want to come on and say uh, Rory Gaffney is the best corner forward in the league. <laughs> <laughs> the lad gets some through, uh, through some amount of work. Unfortunately, he seems to be just missing that bit of quality. I'm um, a bit nervous for Rovers in Europe this year. Um, Aaron Green missed the from the south stand it looked like a sitter I'm not sure uh, from where you guys were, uh, saw from and then again Gaffney sitter in the second half thankfully yeah. he made up for it I, I think I think Green might have been offside uh, oh, but he did miss an absolute sitter either way he should have he should have tucked away and Gaffney obviously missed an absolute sitter before he scored uh, the goal like that is it does feel uh, I have no shame we've had this we've literally been debating this since week one about Shamrock Rovers as to are they playing to their level? Is there more to come? It does feel we're going to, even if they win the league, their season is going to be defined by how they play in Europe. Yeah, well, they're, they're not playing to the, like, I get where you're coming from. You know, if they continue to play like this, well, then this is their level. I get that. But they're not playing to the level of the individual quality that they have on the field, uh, Nathan. Like, it's just uh, such a star-studded squad and, and line-up every week that we should expect more from them and I think Rovers fans are right to expect more from them and I know that sounds ridiculous when they're sitting top of the table and start to establish a nice gap and all that kind of thing but I do think it's a fair statement because there's just tremendous footballers in there and we all think we could see a wonderful football side and what brilliant flowing football if they hit what we believe are the heights that they're capable of hitting based on that individual quality and Look, they'll get away with it domestically, Nathan. They absolutely will not get away with it um, at European level. And, you know, it's around about now that we really were hoping that they'd start to hit that stride if we if they are going to make an impact in Europe. It's still not quite coming. And you can understand it's a bit of a, a, bit of a Rovers phoning show so far tonight with, with the lads that we've had so far. And they've all kind of expressed a small bit of a trepidation about Europe and not a full flow. It's fair enough as well, Shane, though. Like that's, they, they probably do need Jack back to be quite at the rest. Like, um, just kind of watching the fits and starts tonight. Like, uh, they're, they're not the team without Jack. And I, I do wonder in Europe as well, like, will they have that pace up front? They still don't have that much pace in the team. That's my concern in Europe. Uh, look, Greener, I wouldn't say Greener is slow either, though, by any stretch of the imagination. Now, he probably won't be the starting centre forward. Um, look, like Keen says, Gaffney, like, you have to love him because he's his work rate. He's a Trojan work rate. And I'd say the players around him love him. But again, I can't understand, you know, the question marks of, well, is there actually enough enough out and out quality in that nine position to, to really make an impact in Europe? So. Look, it's a difficult. I wouldn't be, to be honest with you, um, Keen. I wouldn't be surprised to see him going without an out and out nine in Europe. I think in Europe we could well see Graham Burke, if fit, 
played as the the furthest forward with with Jack and and Danny in behind him if if the if that trio were fit. I, I'm not think, sure. Uh, no, you go ahead there and uh, yeah, go ahead and let's know what you think because we haven't really seen much of that, have we? I think uh, the missing piece to this team is really up front. Like Gaffney does loads of work and it's great, but we really we don't seem to put away teams. Like when we go one up, we need that second goal and. With Amaku and Green and uh, Gaffney, they're all quite similar in that they do a lot of work. All the players good. You know, they run. Gaffney's, a, like, Gaffney's a cracking player, like, but it's just like in Europe, does he have that quality? And especially when you need to open up teams with a little bit of pace up front. It's not even in Europe. It's you know in the league. We win. We're winning games one 0 and you know we're struggling away from home. We were. I think we're really missing something up front. Even though he does that, that work. But, you know, we need more quality up front to, to pull away. There was a there was a, a really great moment in Tala tonight in the eighth minute when everybody, and I think the Bulls fans were applauding as well, but everybody was on their feet uh, applauding. Uh, Stephen Bradley, and obviously he was talking this week about his eight-year-old son who is ill, and there's obviously a lot going on there for Stephen Bradley. We hope he can be in the dugout for as many matches as possible over the next while. Uh, his choices heading into Europe, Shane, are, are vast and it doesn't feel as though he has settled on a definite starting eleven. And I, I know I think we've been asking this again since week one. Like is that is that a good thing or a bad thing that when you're heading into your biggest games of the season you don't seem quite sure. Like I, I was only saying uh, with the lads I was with at the match, God, you'd love to see Jack and Andreu just behind Graham Burke, but I, I'm not sure we've seen that at all this season. Nah, I think I think we might have seen it. I'm at Junction 14 here. Can we not get Junction 14 to sponsor this? The amount of times I've dropped their name. I'm filling up with Diesel here again. Um, I, I... Mauro Picotto will be sponsoring this by the end of the not show. Mauro is meeting Damien Dove. I will sponsor anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Italian accent is like the Italian and the French accents, Johnny, are the only ones you can get away with that we may not get in trouble. That and that and your Brian Clough impression. He definitely learned his, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. Learned his Italian accent from watching Super Mario Brothers. Anyway, that's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Mario's a legend. Like, I mean, he could be. I mean, this man could do untold work for the League of Ireland. Nathan, on your question, yeah, like by this stage of the season, Rovers should be chopping and changing their team to be resting fellas. They should absolutely know what their strongest eleven is. Uh, that should be firm in, in Stephen's head in an ideal world by now. Um, and yeah, he should be chopping and changing his team and domestically just to make sure that everybody's fresh and everybody's fit and everybody's ready to go. In reality, he's chopping and changing his team because he's still trying to stumble across what his best eleven is and what the best way of, of, of things working for him is. Look, just before I move off it, just to like to echo what you said, I'll, I'll tell you, like I felt I felt almost physically sick when you know you read about the situation with his son the other day. I've got a young fellow same age myself, and look, just to echo it, as I say, fingers crossed, everybody in the league, I'm sure, whether you're a Rovers fan or not, would love to see uh, Stephen and, and his young lad come through the, the situation they're in, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Keen, thanks for the call. Yeah, league race man of the match. Cheers, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to throw that in there. We'll we'll have to get the Shane Shane Keegan All Stars, the guy that the guys that Shane made. Uh, let's go to Billy Dorney first, though. Evening, Billy. Evening, lads. How are you? Not too bad. Cork City fan. What you got to say for yourself? Oh, we're fucking buzzing, boy. Buzzing. <laughs> A good night. Yeah, very tough old tough old match. Um, yeah, but good night. Yeah, we stuck it out. Like, and considering we were missing a lot of players, um, guys were very composed. I thought, no panic. 
So one 0 win against Cove. Go United held to a scoreless draw by a Shane Keegan inspired Treaty United. Do I even though he wasn't there? I'd say Shane, you went into you went into training yesterday and you were like, lads, these boys, Johnny Ward, the shit I've had to put up with for the last couple of years. Do it, do it for me. Enjoying them, enjoying tonight, Dan. I'm getting all sorts of undeserved praise. Keep it coming, good man. <laughs> yeah, we were brilliant, boy. We were, yeah, very impressed. Um, extremely impressed by young David Harrington. Goal, you know. He's composed, his distribution's, distribution's brilliant, and he's very vocal, and we needed that, you know? Billy, he's very good, isn't he? He's very, like, he's a big lump of a fella. I hadn't seen him until a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was very impressed with him, his handling, his feet, the whole lot. Like, he's, he's you know, he, he potentially, if you hold on to him, or if he, again, you know, not to be trying to push everyone across the water, but if he doesn't, if he's not one who goes across the water, he could be your keeper for the next 10, hey, 10 years. Like, he's super good stuff. He's when un- he was in Cherryland, lads, I'm telling you, he just has a total presence about him. Like yeah. he, he didn't. It's just the way he came for crosses and everything. Like Billy, he was just like he looks like a proper goalkeeper. Uh, he is well. He is a proper goalkeeper, and his dad was a proper goalkeeper, and he's he's inherited all them traits, boy. I said to him during the week. I was just happened to bump into him. Um, listen, kid. I hope you'll hang on here with us for a few years. He said, "Yeah, I ain't going nowhere till I get a league or something." So is his happy. dad? Is his dad a goalkeeping coach? His dad was a goalkeeping coach, yeah. That's right. I remember, yeah. Biscuits, yeah. Very good. And he was actually a Welsh man. And there's a case to be made that the best keeper in the league at the moment is Welsh. Shepard could be the best keeper in the league. I I tell you, our boy is getting that way. Heading that way. Can I I ask you a big question? All this talk, I don't know whether I should be asking you or I should be asking Johnny Ward, but uh, a hell of a lot of talk going around this week about Galway putting a big offer in front of Barry Coffey. Yeah, I'm. Um, I hope I hope that's only a rumor, like, because we that guy is immense, like. Um, but Galway, Galway have the bob seemingly, but we'll see. Yeah, that would that's for me now. It's obviously it's very much a fifty-fifty race at the moment, and you seem to be leapfrogging each other for the last couple of weeks. But uh... yeah, but listen, I, I no, I'm not being cocky here, but I'm just being honest. I think, in fact, I know Cork City are a bigger club, and I think we're going to be as big as we were a few years ago, you know. And it'll be pretty soon, the next two or three years. So if I was Barry Coffey, I'd think long-term, not not Bob's ways. Billy, there was, there was no need for that clarification at all. Everybody knows Cork don't do cocky. <laughs> as, well, as, as, as well as that, though, like the, the Colin Healy thing has been sort of underplayed because they're in the first division, like, but he's, I don't know, he looks like they, they seem to be extremely well-organised. He just looks uh, like... Uh, you know, like there's all this talk about what's Roy Keane going to do in management, blah blah blah. What about what about Colin Healy? Like, what's Colin Healy going to do in management? I tell you, no boy, what he's done so far is fantastic. And considering we're six players down, first players down at the moment, he jiggling around by. We're getting there. We're scraping through, even though we're, we're depleted. But you saw how good we were up against Galway, um, man down, and by God, we stuck it out. Heel Fox, Johnny Coffey up there with his. Um, Team. And so, yeah, I've I've great faith in the man. Uh, the story in the uh, Echo in Cork, Johnny, from a couple of days ago. Uh, Barry Coffey has not held talks with Go United, and it's believed that John Copeland has little interest in recruiting midfielder. Talk of a switch of go to go is believed to be a tactic by Coffey's agent to try and increase the pressure on City to submit <laughs> an extra attractive offer. 
Isn't this uh, mad though? Like, so you, you, you've actually a story in like a paper about an agent trying to maneuver a move in the League of Ireland first division. Like, seriously, this is where we're at with agents. This is absolutely mad. And like, Cummins wrote the story as if it, you know, it had a fair bit of weight to it. And I, I don't know, I've just been following it kind of on social media. John Coffey, like, sort of sent him a text. Um, uh, actually, I sent a text to a player who didn't reply at all to the uh, affirmative. So I don't know what the story is there, but like, we have our own problems tonight, Nathan. A little old draw at home to Treaty is uh, it's not ideal. We could have done with a goal from midfield from the boy Coffee, maybe. Only nine goals conceded all season for Cork, Billy. 18 matches played. It's a ridiculous defensive record. No, and come here, we're down. Ali Gilchrist in defence as well, eh? But yeah, we're exceptional. Jonas was brilliant tonight. Dave Harrington, as I said. We're, if our defence is, if we have a full defence, Throughout the league, boy, we're going to walk it. We ain't going to. We we ain't. We're going to end the story. Well, I, I really hope that's like uh, put all over the dressing room in Terryland. We're going to walk it, yeah. Because you're only yeah. as you just edge back in front, like typical yeah, arrogance yeah, on the right. show tonight. We've no fear, boy. No fear whatsoever. We're we have the quality, we have the quantity, and there's nothing stopping us. The uh, two, the two Go United Cork City games that are left, Johnny. Box office. Yeah, and Waterford, come, like Waterford are well in the race, like Nathan, which they should be. They obviously wobbled under the previous manager, uh, who was uh, uh, interestingly uh, called out on a podcast this week, a Bose podcast. Uh, we might get uh, some sort of reaction from him at some stage on uh, LOI Central. But it's a three-horse race, Nathan, I think, and uh, it's going to be tough on the teams that don't make it because... It's very, very hard once you get into that playoff. It doesn't suit first division teams at all. You have to win three games to get up. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I think, I've actually been thinking about this. I think it'd be fair to make semi-finals with the second last team uh, and have three teams from the first division and one which would be Harps or Drada probably uh, in the Premier Division to make it more of a race because it's very, very hard to get out of the first division if you don't win it. It's it's hard. Every 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 week, every week is changing what the criteria should be to get promoted. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're, 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 you can you can basically place all this back to when Shane Keegan sold league race. That's when our demise began. <laughs> Lads, it's only a one horse race. Don't be cutting yourselves. All right, Billy. Great stuff. Uh, we've been talking about doing a live episode of this for so long. I I, I think maybe a Cork Galway game might be the one to do it at some stage between now and the end of the season. And why not? All right, Billy, great stuff. Thanks for the call. Good night, thank you. God bless. All right, it's leaving around late night. It's Nathan, Shane and Johnny with you. Shane, you you wanted a point of reply there? If they won their game in hand, they'd be right back in with it. We missed the the main part of your point. Go on, what are you saying, Watford? Uh, yeah, it's not quite a two-horse race, Nathan. They're, they're, not at all, not at all. They're, they're seven seven points behind Galway with a game in hand now. Like, if they win that, they're four points behind them. They're, they've put together a serious run. They could get themselves back in with a shout there. The beauty of it is, though, if it is anything, if it is a two-horse race or three-horse race, we are a very horsey sort of team. So I think we will win that. <laughs> what is a horsey sort of team? <laughs> yeah, have you seen us play? <laughs> <laughs> would you would you, would would you be embarrassed, Johnny, if Go United ended up on national TV in the Premier Division next year playing that style uh, of football? Absolutely not. I mean, in fairness, we we are scoring a lot of goals apart from tonight. Like we're doing we're doing well, and there's a brilliant spirit in the team. We've a lot of like we've even Ronan Manning is coming in. We're not we're not we're we're definitely improved. I think the shackles have been off a bit. I did think we'd win tonight though because we were after hitting Bray for five. Um, 
And to be honest, I don't really care how we play if we can get back to the Premier Division. And as you, as all these fans would say, where we belong when historically we don't belong there at all. But like I think we we have the might of the Comers, we have the might of like a, you know a, a big city behind us, great pitch. Um, I think we kind of do belong in the Premier Division, but. Obviously, Nathan, you don't get back there because you belong. You get back there because you top the table or you get through the playoffs. And histor- historically, we're not going to get through the playoffs. We need to top the table. All right. If you want to get involved in League of Ireland late night, the request button down in the bottom left-hand corner. Hit on that and you can come on and talk to myself, Shane and Johnny. Just before we get to Evan Cullen, Johnny, what's the Mauro Picotta latest? Has he met yeah, Mauro- Mauro, so Mauro has abandoned. Uh, there's an update that uh, Jonathan Breach got me a pint, which is definitely welcome, and uh, had to go back into the bar to get it. There's now a DJ set on, which must be a great addition to uh, League of Ireland games. But the hashtag Mauro updates, uh, more to be uh, reported on this. I'm not sure what the story is, but I hope uh, Duffer asked me for his help. All right, more to come. More live Mauro Bacata updates. Everton Cullen, can you top that? Well, lads. How are you getting oh, yeah, on? Not too bad, how are you, Shane? Oh, good. The cousin with you. Of course I am. Of course he is. I couldn't miss him. He's, a, cho- miss he's him. a chauffeur. I'm the driver. <laughs> Lads, I just have to make the argument that it's not a two-horse race. You're in the race, I think, are you? I might have to think so. Yeah, seven on the bounce now. Is it seven wins in a row, is it? Seven, seven, seven in a row, yeah. yeah. Game in hand. That's, that's a job against that Monday. And that was a kind of a tricky one tonight that I thought you might stumble with, possibly. But uh, did the business go yeah. really decent? Uh, decent's a bit of an overstatement now. But the first half was... We had two disallowed goals now, but it, was, it wasn't the best performance. And was, was the new man in charge? He was. The new man was in charge. He was there, yeah. What did you make of the... Did you see much of a difference in the style of play or personnel? Or was there much of a difference? It's very similar style of play between what Gary and Danny were playing. Um, I think they were playing just very similar. I have to say, the, the, our right-hand side is unbelievable at the moment. It, Absolutely, yeah. 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 I don't know if you've heard of him, but, uh, but Timmy Savoale, a right-back, is, is fantastic. He's fantastic. He's, uh, he, is what, he, is what, he is one powerful man, that is for sure. <laughs> He's certainly a powerful man. He's certainly a powerful man. <laughs> I was, there, I was just there look, because during the game, I was like, look at this, he's just running at lads. And... I'm just scared of him. He's just so fast. I don't know if I can help it, you said that. Hello, Matthew, it wasn't that good, you know what I mean? It was a 1-0 win. It should have been, and I will say, it should have been 2 not. Phoenix had a, a goal that was uh, disallowed. But offside, he wasn't, he was nowhere near offside. You're breaking up a bit, lads, unfortunately. The big story from tonight, though, is that Watford have gone from a value of 1.3 million to 2.3 million on the back of this as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why there was a value of 1.3 million, but honest. Um, you know, there was the, obviously there was the, uh, the whole thing about being put up for sale, and then Richard Forrest, the owner, kind of came out and refuted it and said that that was an internal board decision to get evaluation, and it wasn't ever be published in an article and that kind of stuff so it's great to see the like follow following the old fei kind of uh, mo of like leaking nonsense to the media you know it's great to see yeah, yeah. Nate, and look, Nate, there's never a dull Nate, moment there's never never a dull moment down here 
Nathan, can we have another installment of the player Shane Keegan main show? Uh, how's Kenny and Cantwell getting on? Oh, <laughs> Kenny and Cantwell is a beast on the back line, I have to say. Doing very well since he came back. Um, I can't I can't fault Kenny at all, actually. Even just thinking back to the yeah, last two games, I, I can't Kenny even and Cantwell Nathan, I played Killian Cantwell at a Kennedy Cup a year above his age group. There you are now. Oh, bravery. That's the sort of bravery the League of Ireland needs back. <laughs> Hashtag revelations. <laughs> he's a great player, though. No, he is. He's a, he's a he super is. player. I mean, he was named in the League of Ireland First Division Team of the Year only the year before last there, playing for Bray. Um, and last yeah. year was a bit of a write-off season for him. But, uh, no, he is He is the kind of player who should be in a team that are trying to challenge for promotion. All right, he is a good player, lads, isn't he? Yeah, since he, since he came in centre-half, he replaced Kevin Joshua, who he had on loan from West Brom, who was having probably not the best of times. And Killian came in and he just completely changed his back four completely. We're, we look like a strong, solid unit back there now. It's going to be, it probably won't get like that much publicity in terms of like all this going on the Premier Division. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, hell, of a hell of a race in the First Division. Like, there's so many narratives there between the, the big three. Yeah, absolutely. And the race, the race, the race for that last playoff spot is is going to be really exciting as well because Wexford won again tonight and, and obviously three D drew with yourself, Johnny. So that's, I think there's, there's only a point or two points in that gap now as well. Can we get a can we get a, an exclusive tonight though? Is Shane Keegan uh, linked? Shane Keegan's been linked with the cold job and none other than a couple of WhatsApps I got today. So Shane, are you in or out? <laughs> No, no, you, you and your WhatsApp now. Wondering some of the screenshots from WhatsApps you do send me on. I do wonder Careful now. if it's living in fantasy or reality. Well, I, I wondered that myself, in parents. I've been just had a, I've just been at a Mario Pagano gig in Tonka Park. Like, is that fancy or reality? Come here, I was supposed to story, do I? I was supposed to story with that gig. Did he just go in and start playing after a match, or was it a match on or what? Yeah, he's fairly short, short changes here, and now it was free in, but he's fairly short. He's having four tunes, like, and now he's gone. Now he's gone to be Damien Duff, like, you know, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Here, lads, just before we let you go, uh, obviously we're sort of uh, laughing and joking about the potential sale, but like, yeah. Jesus, uh, you're on a, a brilliant run, putting yourselves back in contention, and again, nonsense behind the scenes, where's yeah. Ted? Yeah. It's a warfare thing, isn't it? Like, you look back at anything in warfare, there's always something going on behind the scenes after ruin everything that happens on the pitch. Even last year with Virtue. Yeah, even last year, because of the thing that I had between Richard and, and Mark Burchard before we were sacked, you know what I mean? It's constantly going on. Um, you know, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't impressed at all when, you know, I don't know much about Danny after being announced as the new manager. Uh, I, I, I know he had a couple of academy jobs with a couple of uh, teams in, over in England. Um, but I wasn't too pleased with giving him the job. I was delighted with Gary, what Gary and David were doing. Um, now, look, if Danny comes in and keeps on the winning, I'm happy enough with it. But as soon as you bring in a new manager, a week, well, even a week later, all of a sudden we're selling the club. It's like, what the hell are you meant to be doing with this? Like, so it's all over the place. As soon as kind of things are starting to build up again, you have something like a, like a sale of the club to bring it out. It's, I don't know. All right, lads, safe home. Thanks a million, lads. Down, Good, lads. <laughs> Let's quickly go to D McCall, Derry City man, who I've uh, met a couple of times over the last few weeks. How are you keeping, D? I'm all good. How are you, Nathan? I'm all right. So uh, he is back in good form. He's back oh, in good yes. form. They're back in. They're back in the title race. Long time, yeah. long time no see, D. Oh yeah, just sitting beside Shane tonight. That was a uh, good company. Um, 
Yeah, do you know, I'm just laughing there when you're talking about Johnny and his uh, Italian accent. You haven't heard his dairy accent yet. It's woeful. That's not the worst at all, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to do good Rory Higgins as well if you want me to. There you go. Sounds like, sounds like Ian Paisley. <laughs> Which I, I hope he does that in Derry some night then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, no, John, Johnny's right. Um, good form tonight again. Obviously, it was a long time since we've had a we've had a win. But, I mean, Rory says during the week that he hasn't been able to cut his first 11 out any time this season. Obviously, with Michael Duffy being out the whole time. So, just no luck with injuries. Cameron Donegan out now for six weeks as well. You know, he's just not getting any any luck. And, and I mean, our bench tonight, we'd only... It sounds ridiculous to say this. We only had eight players on the bench, but um, you know our bench again had three or four seventeen-year-olds who've never kicked the ball in, in League of Ireland. So that's really where we're struggling. You know, I've, I've heard lots of podcasts saying what's happened to Derry. Derry have basically played the same fourteen, maybe fifteen players for half the season, and it, and that's yeah, we lost you there, D. Unfortunately, we'll yeah, we do lose D. The uh, like obviously Jackie Karen Harkins' uh, injury has been a massive blow. But if they Dumigan is Dumigan was insanely good, Nate, in like the first third of the season. That's that like you'd, you'd have to think it's a little bit cruel at this stage. Like you think Adolfi as well, McElhenney obviously is kind of patented being injured much of the time now. But like that's very hard to take. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, we hear pretty similar comments from Rory Higgins and Stevie O'Donnell as the season goes on, uh, that they're both ahead of where they expected to be when we're talking about them potentially uh, been in a title race. Uh, while we try and get back with D, let's go to James Lawler, Sligo Rovers fan, a, a side whose season is just sort of stuttering on. A scoreless draw tonight, James. You there, James? We can't hear you. Don't make us go back to Johnny Ward and Mauro Piccata. That's not happening for James either. All right, we'll try one more. We'll try one more. Wayne, another Cork City fan, ready to ram it down Johnny Ward's throat. James, can you hear us? <laughs> Wayne, can you hear us? Bloody hell, lads. It's all gone. I think Dan McDonald is Dan McDonald's waiting in the wings. Oh, Dan, Dan McDonald wants to come on, I think. Dan. No, I don't know if you know him, but uh, he's, he's a co-host of LOI uh, Central. Oh, yeah, uh, so yeah. No, no. Like yourself, like yourself, Johnny. Notoriously media shy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough game, Nathan. I mean, ask Mario. Mario. <laughs> Daniel, ask, good evening. I didn't uh, ask to come on. Johnny asked me repeatedly to come on. As people can tell, Johnny is feeling the sort of enthusiasm for this show tonight that hasn't been heard in months, to be fair. Hashtag but enthusiasm. Absolutely. Enthusiasmos, if you're uh, going with the Italian and you're going Sor- golf. Uh, yes, yes. He completely got away with his no-show after the Galway Torque game, which was extraordinary, to be honest. It sort of went under the radar, but he's, he's buzzing tonight for some reason. I just, I was driving home, just sort of enjoying the sort of, uh, the energy he's bringing to the show tonight. It's sort of, well, I have a uh, long WhatsApp thread of Dan wants to come on. Request him now. Dan's ready to come on now. So you're here what now, does Dan. It say, what does it say about a relationship? Like, you know, a lot of insecurity on my behalf, I think. Yeah. Uh, where were you tonight, Dan? I was in Tala, uh, Nathan. So um, like a lot of your earlier callers, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, and it sort of reflects the, the mood. of I actually thought Bowes were quite good in the first half, probably the best they've played in the derby 
this season, and yet they sort of come away with nothing from it. But uh, Rovers are just doing enough, aren't they? That's that's what they, they. There's a lot of games this season where they've come out after half time, scored, and they see it out. And it's uh, it's not a fluke when it happens more than once. Well, their home record is they played eleven, they've won ten, they've drawn one, and they've only conceded five goals. So. It's, it's a sensational home record. Now, Dundalk haven't lost at home either. But, Dan, you're one of those people who feels that they are primed for something in Europe. Are, are, you, are you doubting that by the fact that maybe they haven't kicked on, really, in terms of quality of performance over the last few weeks? Well, look, they've got a good draw. I mean, to be honest, like, you know, we talk so much about Europe every year and where our teams are at, but so much is probably the case by getting that little bit of fortune earlier on. And... If they're not good enough to beat hips over two legs, then they don't deserve to be in that discussion. And I'm sure privately they probably, you know, they'll, they'll know what's there for them. And just, you know, speaking to sort of Stephen Bradley afterwards, and obviously a couple of little injury situations at the moment, but I think it's pretty clear that they're probably managing certain players with your mind. Like, they know what's coming down the tracks. Um, you know, you, you think of some of the, I mean, I think the Dog 2016 is the, the great sort of run of recent times. And people sort of forget that the Dog actually coming up to the start of that European run, they weren't exactly tearing the league up. They had good results, but it was a bit of an underwhelming league. And they sort of, they actually gathered momentum. Sorry, I'm distracted. I think Shane is, the great thing about this show is we have to hear Shane's journey through Ireland. Everybody. I was just saying that. I, I thought he was home a while ago, but it turned out he was at a service station. Surely Shane made history last week as the first person to moderate a radio show while travelling at the time, which I probably raised all sorts of questions about. I mean, and probably not great, Dan. Shane won't be home until he's in St. Coleman's Park, I think. We, shouldn't, any... over, we shouldn't overanalyze this, lads. It is what it is, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. asking questions. That was, that was indeed the toll bridge beep that you just heard. Yes, I'm, but, I'm um, making good time here. But, but speaking of a journey, like I think Rovers are sort of managing themselves with a view to perhaps peaking. I think that's the glass half full taken. Maybe their form that that maybe if you look at last season after Europe, I mean they lost that game to Bowes. They were wrecked. You know, they were sort of a little bit pigged, really. I think, and and maybe they're hoping to sort of peak in the summer this time around, then we might see, um, I think you might see a stronger squad and everyone in sort of better condition, maybe when, when the start of the campaign comes around, because it's there for them this year to do something proper. If they get through that first tie, it really opens up for them. And, and you know, there could be a completely different discussion about Rovers and the vibe around the place if they can hit the ground running in Europe. They're out again on Monday night, aren't they? They play Pats on Monday, yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the strength of their squad, I mean, it, it, it comes to the fore. I mean, the thing about tonight, they're, they're, they're having a few difficult moments. They can, you know, on the left side, uh, from, from, from the Bowes' left side, you can bring on Sean Gannon. They're able to sort of bring on Chris McCann. And it's, it's, it's the same thing you say every week. Even with a, quite a few players missing, they still probably have bench options that, that other clubs don't have. And, and it stands to you in these, in these occasions. That was the thing tonight as well, Dan. Like Shell, Shell's like didn't create a chance, but Dundalk had three, two or three very good chances, and they massively missed Patrick Hogan. Yeah, no, no. I mean, this is it. Like you feel like the other clubs chase and need to have almost a perfect season by their standards to maintain it. Um, and you know, Dundalk don't have Europe as we've discussed before. They'll probably still pick up a lot of points, but um, yeah. 
I mean, it's 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 close on paper, isn't it? But um, we'll, we'll see how it turns out in actuality. Nathan, I wonder are we going to have anybody. Dan, thanks, thanks for coming on, Dan. Doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. I think we're uh, we're almost done for tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we get some Pats fans on tomorrow night or tomorrow night. She's going to do this again with Johnny Ward next Friday night. I think this has been the, I think this has been the best show we've had. Uh, like we followed in the deer of last that's week because, with this, yeah, like that's you know. Because you're drunk, Johnny. I'm not drunk. I've had like three beers. I'm drunk on Mauro Picado. Like I mean, <laughs> and that a terrible Italian accent I did, and a slightly better Rory Higgins. Like you've given Mauro Picado tonight more promotion than Paul McCartney's getting for headlining Glastonbury tomorrow night. You have put it on that sort of level that this is the greatest thing that has ever fallen upon the League of Ireland. That Mauro Picada has graced Hulka Park. Like, is there a possibility Mauro can't get a gig anywhere else? No, but I think like Gavin signed him up because he was doing some gig in Ireland tomorrow. And I mean, it's just one thing that the League of Ireland, like social media, it has a lot of ills, but like the social media of the League of Ireland and the likes of Gavin and all these like lads promoting the game, they just they just they saw an opportunity, and I tell you what. Morrow saw this opportunity tonight to see a nil-all draw from Damien Duff, Shelburne, TM, and Stephen O'Donnell's Dundalk. And Morrow just Morrow's a League of Ireland fan for life now. Not necessarily true. I wonder. I wonder am I the only person in this Twitter space who has absolutely no idea who this man is, by the way. But you know that you do, 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 do. Do, do, do. I mean, everyone knows that tune. So, like, I don't know. Mar- like, I, I mean, I had a selfie with them. Like, Mar- I, don't, I have no idea who you are. I, I mean, actually, is it you or is it Gavin White? Shane actually tomorrow with the Kennedy Cup 15 years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably sold him for 25 grand. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I think maybe on. On that note, we, we hit a peak uh, for League of Ireland late night. I thought we'd never top the 16 bus on the opening night, but fair play to you, Johnny. I was fair supposed to be on the 16 bus tonight, but I mean, you know. Well, Mauro Picado was in that. town. Mauro Picado was in town. Uh, you, you don't know if he met Duffer? I, yeah, I'm trying to get an update from Gavin. He definitely met a beeline for the for the, for the the home dress room. Um, but like, I, I'll update you probably next week. Um, you know, I, I obviously should go home now, but I mean, you say I'm drunk, so I might as well stay out. Well, as you know, Johnny, uh, Duffer, you know, you got to pick your moments with him. I'd be a bit concerned that Mauro would come in thinking he's the man and Duffer would have no time for him. Yeah, but like, I mean, Duffer, Duffer name-checked me, like, without knowing me after that, like, uh, giant game. So, I mean... I mean, I've had a lot of giant gates in my time, but that was the giant gate of all. And uh, I, I'm just waiting to get Duffer. Me and Dan are desperately trying to get him on the podcast, possibly for our impending live show. So uh, let's see what happens. If not, there's always Mauro. Stop talking, Johnny, please. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Duffer's going to be uh, live and off the ball next week, Johnny. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, I mean, I think we got off to a great start, me and Duffer. So, you know. You did. Who you knows, knows what will happen? Uh, so what's going to happen is I'm just going to leave this... Uh, running for the next hour just with Johnny on <laughs> and people can follow his night. I think it might get us record listenership. Uh, Dan, I know you were desperate to come on. Thank you so much for joining us in League yeah, of Ireland. Because, nice. As you can see, it was my dream to come on this show. Uh, I'll send you the You've made it, Dan. You've made it, Dan. I'll send you Yeah, listen, Johnny from the 16 bus to the Venga bus. That's the story of his Ah, mm. oh, I like it. I, but like, what a night. Like, So I came in to do the RT <laughs> report, ended up doing LMFM commentary for the second half. And then met Mara Picado. He is one of a kind. He is one of a kind. How lucky we are to have him every Friday night on uh, this League of Ireland phone-in show. Uh, Dan, thank you. Uh, apologies to the couple of listeners uh, who are calling in towards the end. Uh, we just had some technical difficulties, difficulties with. Uh, Shane, uh, you thought you were having a good night on the long road home. 
but bloody hell you should have spent the night with Johnny Ward it's uh we're going to have to line it up Nathan the three of us get the three of us out Johnny as the host well absolutely as the host it's the only way it'll be exciting I think it's fair to say Shane safe home cheers Nathan Johnny good luck oh he's gone already he hasn't even hung around all right we shall talk to you next <laughs> Friday uh, if you missed any of this by the way the podcast will be up uh, tomorrow it'll be up by lunchtime on the OTB Sports app or wherever you get your podcast. we'll talk to you next Friday good luck <laughs>